Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Irish whiskey, the show of immigration, sales, and having a great positive attitude. It's been some time since I've been in the States. I spent three weeks in Oaxaca learning about Mezcal, learning about myself, you know, not a lot of self-service in those remote towns. Did six interviews. I'm sure you all can't wait to hear this. You know, we're talking some... 80-year-old maestro mescaleros, we're talking about brand owners, lots of people that really make the agave industry go around. So I'm different, you know, we're heading into a new year and I'm really looking forward to making some changes and doing more podcasting and bringing you more personalities. So today, you know, I've known Jack Murray of Lost Irish Whiskey a long time. He's been in Austin for quite some time, really made a great impact, positive attitude, good guy. And he finally got his visa. We recorded this right before he got the official gig with Lost Irish Whiskey, a collaboration of Irish whiskey with the help of Dr. Ivan Saldana. And it's delicious stuff. Five cast, six cask. We read it off the bottle here in the interview. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Jack Murray of Lost Irish Whiskey. Yeah, it only took what four years four, four and a half four years, years. <laughs> I, because we were talking about this the other night but when i first interviewed Mattias, right mm-hmm. i kept and i can't remember who it was that said this but they're like he's not quite media ready yes <laughs> oh know, the way we, we, yeah william grant because i was <laughs> under 25 so yeah. i couldn't be interviewed and then i don't know if you remember but uh that video came out which was basically kind of pumping up the program that uh-huh. I was on at the time. And they used my face in it. And I was like, how am I allowed to be on this video, <laughs> but not allowed to talk to Mike G? <laughs> like, like, you just shut up, yeah, Jack. Like, yeah. You just get some pretty face. Yeah, it's like, shut up, you 23-year-old. Just like, smile more, will you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which is actually, it's it's funny, but I mean, I mean because we, we're in, in the room, you know, I was interviewing Tim. Yeah. And I, again, I can't remember. It could have been Beth, could have been someone else, but... Like, oh, he's not ready yet. Yeah. You're, you're in the room. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? What am I not ready for? I don't get it. <laughs> like, So so thinking about it, is, is that, that was four, four, three, four years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. How, because you've been in brand roles this whole time. Yeah. Do you feel that you've grown and matured in the way that either you represent yourself, the way that you represent brands? Have you changed yeah, a bit? Yeah, I think I've changed a little bit. I wouldn't say I've changed dramatically yeah. i think i've just gotten i've gotten older so i've gotten a little bit more sensible in what i do and where i go and things i want to happen basically yeah. with brands but no like i i don't want to change too much like i still want to be the irish guy that came over and worked for an irish whiskey that's one of the reasons i was hired in the first place right. like you got to do it i've definitely gotten more intelligent and know more about whiskey than i did before mm-hmm. um and like Tully put you through or put me through a fantastic program to be able to learn 
more about whiskey and about Irish whiskey as a category and bourbons and everything, basically, scotch. Yeah. Um, which was great. But yeah, I, I don't think even that, I don't think that taught me as much as the last couple of years working for brands has. You just learn so much more when yeah. you're out and about and learning from different people, learning from like see you or other brand people like mm-hmm. you just pick it up a lot faster do you so. think that because i i you and i both fancy knowledge yeah you know we like learning more and in fact last time we saw each other you tell me about the the historical roots of whiskey which yeah. actually lean more towards ireland than scotland mm-hmm. which is what i found fascinating but do you because i was just having this conversation before we came over do people on the whole you feel like other investors are they do they have that same lust for knowledge that you do i think it's it's hard to say. Like, no for a bunch of them. Like, yeah. a lot of ambassadors love doing their job and being the creative person that represents a brand. They don't necessarily really want to learn a lot. I really think that now the ambassadors that are left, because you know that so many lost jobs in the last year, yeah. um, ambassadors that are left actually want to learn more and grow each category more. Like, we're very... Like, when you talk about Irish whiskey and Irish whiskey ambassadors, you you want to grow the category, mm-hmm. not only your brand. Like it's something like in us that we just want to make Irish just see come back to the top like it used to be. So we all kind of worked together. It was never a fighting thing. Like, as you know, I was best friends with Brett when he lived here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like he was working for Jameson when I was working for Tully. So like we all wanted to work together. But like I've always wanted to learn. You've always wanted to learn. It just depends. Like it depends on the person. I would say mm-hmm. no, not everybody wants to learn everything but there are some and you have to be i guess like i don't know how to describe it. you have to be knowledgeable enough on your brand to speak about it yeah. and know a bit about say if you're doing scotch you want to know more about scotch and like the distilleries and everything like that of but i don't think there'd be that much transfer over into learning about other categories that's maybe that's you know? what i'm saying yeah is that whiskey is a massive category mm-hmm. but i know that you want to learn about scotch yeah you i want to learn, learn about, about all bourbon, of it yeah you know? i want to learn about all of it like especially like the like agave spirits yeah. like that's just something that i really want to learn about because it, it seems like it's close to home as in uh-huh. like the mentality with agave spirits is funnily close to the mentality with irish whiskey and irish people it's it's interesting so, though yeah right? so like that's something i want to learn about and like how proud they are of each spirit like it really shows yeah i think Irish and uh, Irish whiskey and agave spirits probably have more pride in their like the roots of it uh-huh. than most American spirits oh, would. I love and that's this. a bold thing, but probably more proud of their roots with it. I no, but I love to hear this because I, <laughs> well, I think that it's it's not controversial, but it is yeah. to say yeah. that. But it, but it, I think that people because what do you, all right? How about this? So when I go out, mm-hmm. sit at the bar alone. Sometimes I like to write. Yeah. Every now, I mean, pretty much every fifth person, whatever, Jameson's shot. Yeah. Right? So, and that's not about Jameson, but how close do you think people are to appreciating where Irish whiskey comes from? I mean, I think... You know, it's like, I, I see know, the look on like, your face. Just, yeah. they're, they're not. And, like, they're just, they care a little bit about it because they love Ireland. That's something that I love Irish whiskey. But I bet you if you asked, <laughs> I'd say four out of the ten people that drink Jameson are probably, like, Oh, I didn't know it was Irish whiskey. Right. You know, like yeah, they just, right. they know it as Jameson. It's like when people go to a bar and say, can I get a Tito's and vodka? Uh-huh. It's like Tito's is vodka. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, same thing with Jameson. Like it's become such a household name that it's like, 
it's lost the Irish whiskey in that ordering process. It's yeah. just JMO. Yeah. Um, which is so strange. And it's it's incredible for them. Like they own eighty five percent of the market here yeah. in the US for Irish whiskey. So it's like they're a beast. Yeah, obviously. it's it's that whole thing where it runs the verge of being let me make a Xerox or something. You yeah, remember that whole exactly. thing? Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's 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 just interesting because I, I do suspect that people don't really understand where it comes from or whatnot. Yeah. And that's but that's maybe how how it is, right? I mean, if you put it real simply, like everyone says, Oh, it comes from the Jameson distillery. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Okay. It comes from Middleton. Middleton, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, when people tell me, oh, I went over to Dublin, I went to the Jemison Distillery in Dublin, and I was like, yep, yeah. you sure did. <laughs> yep, you did. Was it good? Was it fun? <laughs> I hope it was. But, yeah, it's just funny. Like, people don't think of it that way. And, it, like, it is something, like, tongue-in-cheek that Irish people do a lot, where we make up a white lie uh-huh. about things and tell people this is what's happening, and it works. Like, people don't question it. It just happens. What's well, so. the charming accent? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's how we, we get away with it. <laughs> ironically enough, despite what some people might make you think, <laughs> people with accents draw more trust. <laughs> yes. Agreed. They certainly do. Yeah. It's like, oh, sh- well, I think he's actually fucking Irish. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> he's got to know. He's actually from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many times I get that. Like when Shelby says to uh, people when we're out, it's like, oh, like my boyfriend's Irish. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, He's from somewhere in Boston right, right, or something. Right, right. And then she's like, no, 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 he has an accent. He actually grew up in Ireland. He lives here now. And they're like, oh, he's Irish. And it's a whole different conversation. It is. <laughs> like, you get, there, it's favorable bias. Yes, agreed. It, it really is. Well, you know, I, I've only had the opportunity to go to Ireland one time uh, for work. I spent a bit, bit of time in Cork. But something that was just immediately apparent is how beautiful yeah. it is. How green yeah, how lush, how gray too. You know? It's just like it's that place that, even with the weather not being spectacular for let's say eleven and a half months of the year, mm-hmm. it's still beautiful. Like it doesn't need to be a bright sunny day to like really look at Ireland. Right. Like this place is absolutely amazing. And like you see, like I talk to people here from America that have never been, and they see photos, and they're like, "Is it actually this beautiful?" And uh, the honest thing is. It's more beautiful. Oh, it's, it's way different. It's better than the pictures. Like, it really, really is. And it's actually something to be proud of to be from there. Yeah. Like, it's a great thing to be able to say where I'm from is that beautiful and that amazing. I so. I would imagine. And so you're kind of talking about, because a lot of folks know you being in Texas. We'll mm-hmm. talk about how, when you moved over and whatnot. But what did, what was your family doing? Like, you, is it just a kind of standard Irish family, siblings and all that? Yeah, I just have. So it's. Me and my brother and then mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of standard Irish family, but my parents both moved away to Australia. So Did they not really? many people know that I was born in Australia. Um, Where about? Me and my brother. Both born in Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane's yeah. a good city. Yeah, yeah. so it's great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't mind saying I was born in Australia because it's a cool place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they moved over there and lived there for a few years and then we came back to Ireland. What took him to Australia? Uh, mom and dad just moved over there and stayed there for a couple of years. Uh, that's where mom started. So mom has a recruitment company at home and that's where she started in the recruitment game mm. and then came back to Ireland and started her own one. That's incredible. Yeah. So roughly how old were you when you moved back? To- uh, oh, I was really young. Okay. Like, so probably you probably don't even remember. No, yeah. not even. Maybe one or two. Yeah. Like, that was it. And your dad, so. he's in, I always, I think foolishly so. That everybody's into agriculture there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. We live They're in all the egg farmers. Like, like yeah, Tim, right? yeah, exactly. They're all egg farmers or dairy farmers. But no, they're, they're not actually. My dad uh, my dad runs gyms. 
So no he, kidding. Yeah, so he's crazy into fitness. fitness as you probably couldn't tell. Uh, <laughs> I've been living in America too long. Is that why you haven't uh, seen your folks for so long? <laughs> yeah, ref, refuse to Putting go it home. Off, just, <laughs> yeah. Dad, I just don't want to talk yeah. about it. Can yeah. you wait like two months? I'm going to work out and it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, dad, dad uh, used to be in waste management. And then when he came home, supported my mom and we were both, me and Sam, my brother, were both young. Yeah. Uh, so my mom wanted to start her company. So he basically took on the role of looking after me and Sam. Oh, wow. Um, and then he got back into gyms when we got a little bit older. So, yeah. And he he, tra- he trained a lot of uh, a lot of people, like rugby players and things mm. like that. So Did, did yeah. he ever play? Uh, he Did he play rugby? I don't think he played rugby before, but he played Gaelic football. My, okay. my brother was a professional rugby player for a few years. So yeah. he, that's what the circuit came from. I played rugby my whole life, basically, growing up. So You miss he, it? Uh, I miss it in Ireland. I'd never play it here. Yeah, like, different deal. It's just people are huge here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're just massive. You see what they feed us, Jack. Like <laughs> yeah. obviously we're gonna be like, look, I'm short. I'll get murdered here. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I'd love to play again, but I just don't. I don't trust it here, and I don't like. This is a separate topic that we shouldn't go on to, but the tackling here is just far well, too dangerous. Well, so, I, I mean, coming it from is football. Well, you just kind of look at it. I don't even have to play to know that it's fucking dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, what do I, as a forty-one-year-old that's in decent shape? What do I need getting murdered on the field? Anyway? Yeah, like it's you know, not, you can still get murdered. A bit. I can you're, still you're do a young bloke, right? I can still do okay doing it, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't think I'd do it here. Especially like I've been out of it for five years. If I went back now, I don't think I could take a a tackle because it would hurt. Your body gets used to that, like being tackled all the time and okay, falling. Sure. Now I'd say I'd be doubled over after a tiny tackle. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't go. They well. like pinch you on the shoulder. Yeah, like, yeah. What was that? Yeah, what was that? I know. It's 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 interesting though. We just are built different. Yeah, Americans, man. Yeah. And so one of the things that kind of comes to mind though, because I know you work for Red Bull, you went to college, mm-hmm. did business studies, and all of this. Yeah. Was it ever expected of you to do that? Because your mom seems like she's very independent, probably maybe entrepreneurial. Yeah. Did they uh, say like was it expected for me to go out and well to get a degree to do that in uh, school? Yeah, my mom and dad always pushed like would never have forced me to, but right. yeah, would always push like go get your degree. Like my mom wanted me <laughs> thinking back on it now, probably should have done it when I was in college. But mom always wanted me to do like green energy and renewable uh-huh. energy, and I was like, no, that sounds boring. And then, <laughs> sure enough, like, yeah, a couple of years later, and that's what everyone's talking about. So. Sometimes our folks know. Yeah. Exactly. Now, many times they don't. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes they just got it right. It's like when your dad's saying, like, you know, Bitcoin, you've heard of that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, God damn it. I knew yeah. that I missed out on it. But I know. it. And so you, where the kind of the, because of what I know of you is mm-hmm. you're very social. You have kind of like this nat- natural inclination to be able to connect to people. Yeah. Very disarming. Were you an academic kid? Were you good uh, at school and all of that? I, I was smart and I didn't have to work at it. Yeah. Um. So, like, I guess I got it pretty easy because being smart and not having to work, you have a lot more time for social aspects. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that's probably helped me grow really socially and then be able to go to college and do yeah. things like that when you don't have to work quite as hard as some other people do. Sure. Um. Which was a really good luxury to have. Fantastic. So when you, because there's Red Bull fits in here somewhere. Were you Red Bull for was Red there? Bull yeah. It was when I was in college. I worked for Red Bull. So basically had, uh, I went to, it's changed name now, but it used to be called Dublin Institute of Technology. Uh-huh. Um, and they basically had me located on campus that I would cover 
DIT, but mm-hmm. the campus was in the middle of Dublin, so it was basically just covering Dublin, um, oh, wow. which was fantastic when you're in college. So. Well, and every, what does everybody need to do when they're trying to study on that? Yeah, exactly. They just just Red Bull. Awake. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So it was it was great. Like I I loved Red Bull. I worked with uh, it was called Richmond Marketing, who did all the Red Bull in Ireland, um, and I worked with them for beers for a little while too. Like I covered Peroni and Copperberg and oh, things nice. like that. So yeah, I kind of went around different. Like, I, I didn't think I was going to be into that crazy into whiskey. I always liked whiskey, but mm. I didn't think I'd be going into whiskey. I thought it would be more like Red Bull or beers. And then I just got the opportunity to work for Tullamore Dew and got a call from Tim saying, hey, uh, you got the job. You're moving to Austin, Texas. And I swear to God, my first thing that I said was like, what the fuck is Austin, Texas? Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> I had never heard of it before. Really? Like, it was just, no. Like, well, so did you know Tim then way back in the day or was it so, kind of randomly meeting him? So I, I applied for the job with Tully or for the program with Tully. You went through the, I went through the interview process and everything. And then not that I didn't expect to get it or anything like that, mm. but I was like, I'm still going to go to New York and I'm going to like go there and bartend or just have like a, it's called a J1, like a three month uh, visa that you mm-hmm. go abroad and work. And uh, I moved over there and I was there for like three weeks. And then Tim calls me and he's like, you got the job. So I had to fly home, get my new visa and oh, my wow. passport. And then he flew me back to Austin. So I'd only met Tim once before he, that call. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just like became very good friends really fast, myself and Tim. He's so. very affable, very yeah. likable guy. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I actually haven't met an unlikable Irish person yet. No, I know you're making that face. I've I'm just met saying. a few, <laughs> but I did live there for a long time. Yeah, so, you had yeah. more exposure. So my yeah, limited exactly. exposures, they've, they've all been pretty yeah, pretty good. All the guys here are fantastic. Yeah. Like all of the Irish people in Texas that I've met, I've been, everyone's been great. Like super friendly, super nice. So you didn't really come into Austin, how many years ago was this now? It was 2017. Okay. So, so roughly four years. Yeah. Going on five years. I'd say that. Yeah. Coming into Austin. And I remember when you, you, know, you came in. Mm-hmm. Was there any kind of a adjustment period because it seems uh, like you got on well with everybody. i just really just jumped in i was like i may as well just go all out for this yeah. and like of course i had beth ronalds who's yeah. fantastic like she just helped so much of like settling in and mm-hmm. going through the motions to be able to set yourself up well um and it just worked out well I, I, like i didn't know anybody moving here i had never met beth mm-hmm. before in person then the first time, first time I met her, I walked in. I was like, I need to meet my boss here. And it was actually Alan Hernandez behind the bar, who's my best friend in Texas. So it's just so random that wow. little things like that happen. Um, but yeah, it didn't like it didn't come easy at the start. I will say that. What was, what was difficult about it? There was a like, just a difference. Like I never like, how would you how would you describe it? Like working in the booze industry, especially with a brand like Tully, that's all for the most part in Texas, kind of shots not really cocktails and relaxing, right? right. right? So learning that people here, they don't stay at bars, they just move around. It's like a bar crawl every Uh, time they go out. That was like new to me. Mm -hmm. So of course I'd be doing like an event thinking that people would stay for a couple hours, but they're there for like an hour, an hour and a half, and then they're on to the next bar or next Uh, place. So it was just, it's different than Ireland because when we went to pubs in Ireland, you'd sit there for six, seven hours and you'd just have your like pints of Guinness and whiskey sitting there. Yeah. You wouldn't be jumping around a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was definitely a little bit of a change there that I couldn't understand why people kept moving on to bars so fast. Like your time in a bar here is like maybe an hour. I didn't, maybe. you know, I never, th- it's almost, Americans are 
very very impatient yeah which i think you you know noticed noted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this thing that's kind of happening in austin too and we i've been here long enough to kind of see it evolve or devolve depending how you want to talk about it but it's kind of like well let me just go see the people that i want to go see and then let me go see the more people that i want to yeah go see. absolutely it's which like, there's nothing wrong with it no. you notice it's kind of like that yeah, like touch and go is. yeah absolutely like you i'll go like i do the same thing and like bear in mind i have to do it a lot for meetings and stuff but i do the same thing like i'll drop in and see my friends working and then be like oh let's go see another one here so it's it's just kind of the more fun thing to do yeah i think it because you, I, it's not even, to, it's not about for people going into bars. I don't think it's about them getting free drinks from friends behind the bar or anything like that. I think it's just seeing that familiar face behind the bar, which in Ireland is a lot easier because you're going into one pub and staying there. So you get to know them fast. Whereas here you're hopping around. So right. you're limiting your time talking to a bartender. Which is, it's actually it's an interesting point. It's just, we're kind of transactional here. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Do uh, Beyond that, which I think is a very, very striking difference between kind of European drinking culture, like yeah. just kind of hang out. The people, was that a, difficult to get adjusted? No, actually, I was really surprised because um, I didn't know what to expect. The only time that I ever would have really met Amer- American people for the most part would have been like small trips with family and then mm-hmm. American people in Ireland. And like coming here, I was always expected American people to be really loud, like mm-hmm. in Austin, Texas, especially because Texas has such a name for itself in a great way yeah, around the world rowdy, like right? being rowdy and fun yeah. and all of that but when i moved here i was like everyone here is just as friendly as ireland really like they really are like i don't know if it's like as true friendly but everyone wants to say hello everyone wants to see how are you doing yeah. like it's nice here people actually care to ask i think so, so too yeah because you've been here and we talked about this too the other night, how things have changed in Austin, how it's physically changed because yeah. all the buildings and everything. Yeah. Do you think that, because I, I, I can't say I've necessarily paid attention to it. People talk to me all the time. just randomly, Yeah. So I feel kind of privileged in that respect. But yeah. That that nicety, those manners, that they're kind of changing in the past couple They're definitely years. changing. Um, I honestly think the really nice people that I met first were texas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's just so many different people moving here now so it's like yeah. the people that are friendly like shelby's parents in victoria and all of like the people i've met down there are all still super friendly um and yeah. but they're all texas people yeah so i think it's really like it's a texas thing to be proud and and friendly um whereas other places is as you would say much more transactional yeah maybe so, a little more distant too. yeah absolutely does it change you i mean the thing is is i've been in austin so long i'm not exactly sure who i am outside of austin yeah i'm not saying i don't have purpose or that but you keep on saying like it it forms who you are yeah agreed do you think that the lad from ireland coming over are you the same person or has american Uh, let's say texans i think i think i'm mostly the same yeah um I'd say I'd feel a little different in Ireland. Like if I moved back and lived there, I'm mm-hmm. sure it'd be a little bit of a change again, like a shock. Yeah. But no, I, I, th- I don't think I've changed in any way. Like you still seem like, about the same, just yeah. a little more polished now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, agreed. More media ready? <laughs> yeah, actually media ready. Yeah. <laughs> actually, someone's yeah. going to sign the check at this point. They're like, okay, yeah. no, he's, he's good. But you know, you had this daunting task yeah. coming into Austin of making Tully a formidable mm-hmm. opponent 
to Jameson. Yeah, absolutely. How do you feel about the legacy that you created over the years of making this thing happen? Uh, with I I actually liked like how I did. I thought I did a good job at it, um, and did get a lot of praise for what I did with Tully, um, in Austin, in Dallas, kind of everywhere in Texas, yeah. which was great. Um, but seeing it change so drastically now, because I don't work for Tully anymore, it's crazy how much that people follow relationships with people instead of brands. Like right, right. it wouldn't matter what I was selling tomorrow. Like they'd probably want because it. of you. Yeah. Which is a nice, like it, it feels really good to have that, but I never expected that. I always thought when I was working with Tully, it's a brand game. You got to get this brand more popular than mm -hmm. Jameson. And that was the whole task. Like we got to really grow it against Jameson, but it's not even that it was just the people. Right. It's just, it was such a strange realization that's that, like the people have so much power and of course working for tully was great because it's a good product so it's like yeah. it made it easier to sell to random people i didn't know right yet it, so like so that does beg the question then and we'll talk about the new project here in a second mm -hmm. i love everybody involved but mm -hmm. knowing that you can get by on your personality and your reputation yeah would you ever take on a product that maybe was a little bit under what you wanted but you knew you could grow it yeah, absolutely. Like, the fun thing is growing a brand for me. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm good at relationships, and people call me an ambassador a lot. Like, I'm much more of a relationships and sales guy than that. Like, yeah. I like seeing the target of cases grow and, like, have fun with that more mm -hmm. so than being media ready. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's just something, like, I, I'm not overly pushed to be on tv and to do all those things like of course i love doing them like they're fun and i enjoy it and yeah. people usually enjoy talking to me but yeah sales has always been my favorite thing to do so getting a brand at zero and building it or struggling and building it up and like really doing that mm -hmm. yeah definitely something far I more love. gratifying yeah absolutely well we almost you know and some of this stuff which you know we'll talk when we're not recording but how did covid affect you in the gig you're here from Ireland, yeah, you know. Like, it was a t like it was tough because the number one thing, obviously, I haven't been home since 2019. Yeah, so like that was just number one, like not just being able to see my family or fly home, like that's a bad feeling. Yeah, and then just waiting for the new gig to start, basically, mm -hmm. like that was a a blow, like that was annoying. Um, and of course, everything was shut down, so it's not like I was like, oh, I really need to go out and sell stuff because. What are you going to sell to? <laughs> like, yeah, right. There's no bars or restaurants open. Of course, you can sell to off off premise, but it's not the it's not the same. No. So, well, you talk about those relationships you've built. Yeah. You actually can't leverage them in this same at way. all. No, at all. So, did you did you get into anything creatively? Anything that you anything new studied more? Given uh, that I, I know you enjoyed knowledge, and uh, I didn't really. I read a little bit more, and I probably read stuff I didn't particularly need to read. Like I read whiskey books and mm. stuff, but it's mm. something I'm interested in. And you can always learn more about uh, whiskey. So I just read a few whiskey books. Um, other than that, not really. I always read the same. This is so weird of me, actually. I never thought about this. I always read the same uh, books. Like, this just Lee Child. You reread them? Lee, no. Oh. Lee, like, Lee Child, Jack Reacher, those books. There's uh -huh. loads yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. I just read them. And, like, that's basically the only books I've read in the last five years, apart from whiskey books and things like that. Really? So, so for fun, it's those kind of, like, Yeah, absolutely. For just complete, like, escapism, they're the ones that I love. Interesting. Um, but other than that... Which is horrible to say. I'm 
love movies, so I watched a lot of movies over COVID. Like yes, which it doesn't sound great. I wish I had a treadmill to run on while watching my movies or something, but I don't. So man, we're all, you know we were all <laughs> trying to make sense of it, and I'll, yeah. I'll put this out there. I I do read, but only when I need to learn something. Yeah, I absolutely. don't read for fun. Yeah, it's a task for me that I have to complete. Yeah, and I do not need more tasks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I certainly don't. Yeah, so that's kind of I'm with you on the movies thing because. It's just escapism for me. Hour and 45 minutes, you got it. Yeah, done. absolutely. Done. And it's such escapism. Like, it, it is, it's one of my favorite things to go to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we set up at, we set up a nice TV at home during COVID and just, like, watched a lot of movies. And especially because we could, you could rent all the ones that were supposed to come out in the oh, movie yeah. theater. Yeah, so yeah. Have you been fantastic. to the theater yet recently? I just went the other day. What'd you go see? I went to see Venom 2. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'm waiting for Shelby. She put a hard foot down on not going to see Bond until she's available. So, oh. Yeah. So Tom Hardy's a pretty likable guy. Yeah, he's great. Is it, was, it, the was Venom it 2 was not as good as 1, but I just like those movies. Yeah. Like, just escape. Like, I know a lot of people don't like Marvel. Uh, a lot of people love it. I'm one of the people that really enjoys it because yeah. it's just, you can sit there, you don't necessarily have to turn your brain on even to watch it. Like mm. sit there and be enjoy like enjoy it for the whole thing. Yeah, so. I the I just went because I'm I love going to the movies by myself. What you you had to have gone see a Halloween movie, did you? Of course. Well, yeah. actually, oddly enough, that one I watched here because it was oh, really? streaming. But oh. I did see Candyman in the theater. Yeah, Titan in the theater, which was a miraculous French mm-hmm. movie that only the French can make things that disturbing. I'm, I've yes. finally, finally realized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very fair. We're like we think the Germans are weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. The French nailed it. Yeah, you know, they're, uh, they're, way too many times. Yeah, yeah. way better than the states <laughs> yeah. too. But I saw last night in Soho. Oh, what was that Saturday. like? Brilliant. Edgar Wright, man. I forgot that was out. Yeah, Completely forgot. Just came that was out on Friday. Perfect for Halloween and everything. Yeah. Um, really, really great movie. I'd suggest. I'll, I'll need to watch that one then. Yeah. It's just sometimes, you know, when you hear people talk about whiskey with such passion and such fervor, yeah. you're immediately, it's magnetic. Yeah. And I feel that some directors love movies so much. Yeah. That the movies themselves pull you in even greater. Yeah, agreed. And so that's what I feel like that movie kind of uh, was. It's I'm like, looking forward to that. Yeah, the passion behind it. It's just incredible stuff. But so, I we talk about agave stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, and mm. someone had the pleasure of meeting him some years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've had the, the beautiful privilege of keeping in touch with this fine gentleman. Yeah. Um, but Yvonne, Dr. Yvonne <laughs> oh. Saldana. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I hardly ever say um but i'm almost at a loss for words but he's helped me understand so many things that when i met him yeah i wasn't ready to understand yet yeah acids mm-hmm. fructans glucose ends to massive fructose helixes you know and and he's been such an incredible force and in being different yeah in the industry he's a different Kind of guy. He never got mad at me because I was making something. Yeah. Like this, you know what I mean? He embraced it. Yeah. He, w- he wants to embrace it. Um, I still, I'm pretty sure I haven't met him yet. Oh my gosh. Years really? ago. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Because I haven't been able to travel. That's right. So <clears throat> I really haven't gotten a chance yet. Uh, of course, Tim has. Tim's been into in Ireland and everywhere with him. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm looking forward to you because Tim said he's one of the most smart, intelligent he's men. He's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating guy. And, like he can he's not one of i don't know how do you put it he's not a really like nerdy guy that can't talk he's supposed to be an amazing person to be able to chat to too which yes. i'm super excited about. very very so, personable yeah but i bring him up because he's one of my favorite folks in the yeah. industry and i know he's working on some other stuff which mm-hmm. might be in my neighborhood but he did 
so much amazing stuff with Abba Solo. Yeah. Uh, Montaloba. Like, everything he's touched everything has been Everything he touches is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it really is. I don't know how he can bring out and create that many different products that are just amazing. Yeah. And like, I, I never, you know, Abba Solo dropped. Yeah. I was like, this is great, Nixta. Yeah. And that the whole team over there, Casa Limbre is incredible. Yeah, they're amazing. But I actually never ever once pondered the possibility that he would work on an irish whiskey yeah that to me was he has no wheelhouse yeah for, <laughs> yeah he builds his own yeah, exactly. wheelhouse, right but i just never thought that this would happen and so what i'm talking about is the product we can finally talk about yeah called lost irish which i finally got to try mm-hmm. how does the, how was this whole thing born it was honestly the brainchild of tim hurley and neil um okay so neil's tim's uh, business partner so it's the Irish two, as well. Have Irish as well. Yep. Um, but it really was Tim, like having different relationships that he started years ago. Like he started working for John Teeling with Cooley. So he kept that relationship going, oh, which yeah. is like all comes circle back around. Um, I think, I don't know the full, full story of how they really got together, Ivan and, and Tim on the product, on the project, sorry, but. Like I know Tim had sorted the casks, um, which we can come back to in a little bit, the casks and the whiskey and everything before, but Ivan helped with the final like touches of the exact ratios that they're putting into the blend. Right. Um but yeah, Tim says he's one of the best guys to, to be able to work with and have his mind to be able to help you at a finishing point that can bring yes elevate the product to something higher. Um he said it was just amazing. So, and the thing that I, because I've tried it, we were at Half Step the other night, and I finally got to try this. Mm-hmm. But at least if I remember correctly, and we're talking four or five casks. I'm trying to remember which ones you said. No, and I know it's so many, like you can. Yeah, there's a, but I have the bottle here. You can oh, you it do? Again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know you had it. Yeah. If, we're, if we're doing that, we need to drink this thing again. Oh. So, but I found it, but well, the, here was the thing is that one of the, the characteristics I think that a lot of yeah. people maybe appreciate about Irish whiskey is mm-hmm. that it's not ultra complex. No, absolutely not. Like usually Irish whiskey really only has maybe like two or three casks in it. Yeah. And we have a cask from each each continent. This is crazy. Six yeah. casks. Someone do this in the radio voice. I never get the chance yeah, to do, do this, it. right? So we've got okay, from Africa, South African brandy cask, which you can taste in mm-hmm. there. From and of course my site from Asia. We've got Japanese Mizanar, which yep. is incredible. Spain, of course, shared casks. Yep. And then you've got U.S. bourbon casks, Caribbean rum casks, yep. Australian tawny casks, yeah, and Colombian rum casks. Mm-hmm. So this mother is so rich. Like, yeah. do you have any idea what the thinking was? Was it to say? Tim really wanted to celebrate. What the, what the whole brand is about is uh, basically celebrating the Irish diaspora. So the people that left Ireland. Ah, okay. Basically, we moved to every continent um, in the world, like we did. Antarctica's not on it, but anyway, <laughs> it's hard to get a cask from there. Come on, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so to celebrate how widespread the Irish, mo- Irish moved to um, and really celebrate them for being abroad. And yeah. that's what lost Irish. So they're oh, not lost, okay. but it's the lost Irish around the world. So I see. it's basically to celebrate that. Like, so each one of those countries have had some prominent figures of Irish people that have changed things in each of those countries, which will be something we roll out and in time yeah. on social media and to kind of celebrate these people um that were irish 
from each of those countries. I think so, that's brilliant to kind of yeah. anchor it into culture exactly. too. So yeah, it's it's really to celebrate the likes of me or Tim or Donna um, living abroad, but we're all Irish. So to really celebrate it. Well, and you, and that's what the whole thing like you can't you can't just leave out a continent when you're celebrating the world basically right so well we can try to leave out the states they're kind of yeah. bad but <laughs> we just happen to make some whiskey here yeah, right it's pretty which good kind of part of this and then honestly tim just he wanted uh casks that brought as much as possible yeah. to the taste so can i can i try this again yeah of course yeah and you got your glass over there too because yeah. the, the thing is is that i know that teeling did a wonderful job of casks yeah. right because in a way that's kind of how the whole product kind of came about i mm-hmm. think but y'all bring it up to another level, which is something I did. I just didn't expect because at some point you actually taste the rum cask. I'm like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Oh, it goes through the whole like that. That's what I. I'll do a tiny bit. Um, that's what I like about it. Like, it's not just like there are whiskeys in the world that it'll show like, oh, there's a Spanish sherry cask, and you will not taste a single taste right. of it in it, right? With this one. Like, he really has done such a good job of bringing you on the journey that we talk about of Irish people traveling around the world. It mm-hmm. goes through every single note. Yeah. And, like, remember I told you to le- uh, leave the second taste for a few minutes and mm-hmm. how different it is? Like, it is incredibly different every time you taste it. Not in a bad way. You just mm-hmm. pick up on so many more notes from each of them. Mm. Like, the we- the definitely, I'm not going to talk through the whole flavor, you know, the flavor profile of it, but the definitely weirdest thing that I get on it is that, like, fizzy like numbing feel at the very back and we were trying to put our, our finger oh. on it and we we're like is it like the mizanaro oak because it's only been done once with irish and it's pretty tannic it could do mm. that um i think that's a great question did you guys find an answer to that we're still kind of talking to it we did i can't remember what it was <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously unanimous yeah, that it's, it's like, written oh. down somewhere on my computer um but yeah it's just such like it's such a drinkable whiskey that has like a complex taste yeah. like it really does. Like you could, if you wanted, you could take a shot of this 100% and you'd be like, that was delicious. Yeah. But if you want to sip it, you can because it has so many different flavors where you can't say that about a lot of whiskey. No, I think you it's it, it hits in a one way and it, you really like it for that. Yeah. Like I don't listen to Motley Crue for the songwriting really, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> good call. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good and it's fun, right? But then you want something that has all of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like Queen, right? Yeah. Which has... All, everything. everything in between like, that's what like we love about it not like to say that we have all of it like we have all three styles of whiskey in it yeah it's like a lot of irish whiskeys are dropping out one of them now and it's like some are trying to lead it forward to bring them all back like Tully is all three in it mm-hmm. um and it's just something we have to celebrate it so we tell me i, I read out. it but tell me all three just because i think okay. it's actually really important yeah for so to... there's a uh, grain whiskey in it which yeah. is uh, in a column still so it's basically uh corn or wheat uh-huh. um that's in it that's also in scotch yeah um and then there's malt so malt is just malted barley um so flowering barley basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um also in scotch and then the one that's weird which has a strange name on it because it's hard to distinguish for a lot of people it's called pot still mm-hmm. which is as you know is a still mm-hmm. that like whiskey's uh, distilled in but pot still was basically half unmalted barley and half malted barley very traditional irish way of making whiskey mm-hmm. um it really came around from uh taxes on malted barley were right. a lot more than unmalted and we were paying taxes to a uh a, a different leader 
a country, let's say, That's in right. Ireland for a long time. So, yeah, we kind of came up with this one that made it cheaper to make, and then it stuck. Like, the likes of Redbreast, which is arguably one of the best whiskeys in the world, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, Like, that's full, but still. So it's like we still celebrate it, but we bring in this out. We're like, let's celebrate all three styles mm. and then just ramp up to six or seven casks. So yeah, six casks. Yeah. Six, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's just, it, it looks around every possible corner yeah. of flavor here. Yeah, and it does. To me, it's just really satisfying. Yeah. Really satisfying. Because I even, you know, many of the other Irish whiskeys, mm-hmm. they, they, I feel like they are good, but they're not as balanced as this. Yeah, agreed. You Which know? is insane to say because there's so many different casks. I know. Like, I, I, that's what I said to Tim. I was like, this is incredibly well balanced for how many different flavors you get the whole way right. through. Because normally it'd fall apart somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. You normally I mean? there'd be something sticking out. They'd be like, that doesn't taste good. Right. At so, all. So integrated. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing is like, I didn't take Yvonne as a whiskey guy until mm-hmm. I tried Abba Solo because that's really so much of it's about maturation, you know. But what's so what's rollout like on this? Because I know it's not, it's maybe so, on our doorstep in Texas. It's on the doorstep. It really is. Um... So we have New York and California have received uh, some product over already. Mm-hmm. We have the main shipment coming over uh, like the second week, third week, almost in November. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll have a, a bunch of stock then, but I am getting a few a few cases coming down from New York oh, good. in the next. It'll be here, yeah. basically, very, That's great. very soon. Because um, you're so, ready to just do the thing. Yeah, I'm just ready to get it going. And like, as I said, my favorite part about it is sales. So I yeah. just need product. To sell. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, it is a marriage of those two things. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. But I, I like, I'm dying for it to be here. And I think a lot, a lot of places are really, really excited about it arriving mm-hmm. and playing with it. And like, we've tried it in some cocktails and it's just ridiculous. It's, yeah. It's going to hold up so many different flavors that you can play off in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. So it's been great. I'm excited for it. It's almost here, almost fully here. Let's say it that way. So it's, I won't say it'll be fully, fully available because I just won't have enough cases for right. all of Texas straight away. Um, but as soon but as, but it's it hits, sitting in a box somewhere. It's sitting in. It's on the way. Like it's it's on a boat somewhere. I don't think people can hear the expression of you rolling your eyes. Yeah, but you're rolling. <laughs> yeah. No, it is <laughs> definitely on a boat. It's on a ship, um, stuck somewhere. I'm uh-huh. sure. It's just it's taking it's a long right time. It's hard right now for yeah. everybody involved. Absolutely. You can't get angry with it because no. it's just what happens. Unfortunately, what are you can do no. Yeah, you can get you the boat. Do? You can go drag it in. I don't know. I don't That's know. how Irish people got here. <laughs> Great point. Maybe you do have yeah. the skills that <laughs> yeah. should make that happen. Come to think of it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited, and we've talked about it a lot in the last couple of months, and yeah. just the delays on it. So I'm ready for it to be here. Yeah, I'm just, I'm excited finally for it to be here. Yeah, you know, I was thinking too. You know, you've been in the relationship for a bit here for three three or so years with a. American gal. Yes, with Shelby. Do do you want to stay here? Um, short answer: Yes, for now. Uh-huh. Um, I want to. I want to work with this brand. Sure, for sure. I want to see it through and like make it get to a certain level, and then decide if I move back to Ireland with the brand or move mm-hmm. abroad somewhere mm-hmm. else. I don't think I. W- I don't think I want to be here for for good, like for life. Sure. Yeah, like I definitely want to move back to my parents at some point yeah to be honest like to be close to family because i i have zero family in america right like zero so it'd be different if i had like if my brother lived over here or yeah i had cousins over here but i've none so it's it's a bit strange i 
don't think I want to be here forever. I see. So. I know you're only in your late 20s, yeah. or mid to late 20s, or yeah. whatever you want to round up. <laughs> Do you think about family and stuff yet? Yeah, I've talked about, like, we've talked about family. We're, Shelby and I are very, like, similar people we just talk like we don't hide anything so yeah we've talked about it and it's definitely something we're definitely both interested in so which well the reason i ask is because i think that you're young like like i'm some kind of elder or some shit right but (laughs) you're you're young enough to where you can still ride this thing hard like you can still spend a lot of time out absolutely yeah, you know, and your health won't dwindle just yet. Exactly, but it's got to slow down at some point. Yeah. Um, Do you think about that? Yeah, I've said it. I've said it before. I'm like, I, I don't want like even now when this comes out, I won't be as crazy as it was when I first arrived with Tully. Yeah, like I won't. It's just not something that I need to do because all the relationships are built. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot more I can build, but all of the majority of main ones are already built. Yeah. So it's not like they need to see me a lot out. So it'll be, it becomes a lot easier at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely for that, just health, health wise, like I definitely want to just be healthier. I want to be able to go on like travel trips that aren't work and stuff like that. Like yeah. obviously working for brands that you know as well, like it takes up a lot of time. Like it really does. You never really stop working. Um, no, right. Yeah. You don't like, because no. it's not like, oh, it's a Saturday. I don't work for that brand on a Saturday because you're known as the person that you works are for the, the brand. brand exactly. Yeah. So it definitely takes a lot. But yeah, I've thought about it a lot. Like I need to actually use my trips and vacations and plan stuff. And just mm. I wanted to be able to do healthy stuff like hikes and enjoy the outside part of Texas with the nice weather yeah. this time of year. So Well, it's good. I mean, it's good you're thinking about it because I, yeah. there's a lot of people that I worry about. Yeah. I mean, me the, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I hadn't really suspected I was going to talk about this. It's not anything controversial, or anything, yeah. But do you feel like because you seem like you you've got things pretty together? Yeah. In other words, if you were feeling bad, you would talk about how you're feeling bad. Yeah, absolutely. You just get it out there. Yeah. You know? But I I feel like a lot of folks don't know how to ask for help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely agreed. And do you think like we have the proper resources for? Let's just talk about Austin and Texas. Just I to, don't think anywhere has the full proper resources in yeah. the world, to be really honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem like there wouldn't be that many people fully depressed if we did. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's there, a good point. There wouldn't be. Like, that's the whole point of having the system to be able to deal with it is to get rid of it or mm-hmm. fix it. And that's not being done. <laughs> so, and it, like the most simple term for Austin I would say it's shocking. Like I would say it has zero because look how many homeless we have. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that needs to be fixed there is mental health. Yeah. It's, yeah how it's, are they going to talk to anybody? Like, yeah, they're incapable in some yeah. cases. You know? so, um, yeah, it's just, and I I think for the industry, it, I think what's, what's really hard for Americans, mm-hmm. especially, I don't know if it's like this in Ireland, you tell me, but I think we, because we're so stubborn and we're so self-involved a lot mm-hmm. of the time, that we're not used to admitting we are suffering because that would then mean we're making a mistake. Yeah. I mean, it's it's similar. It's not the same as that really in Ireland, but it's similar. Like for, honestly, men, like male in Ireland, it was yeah. very like, oh, you're going to go talk about your feelings? Like, man up. Right. Like, that was always the way. Like, it shouldn't be like that. No, it's that like, way I here think, too. I think here is a little bit different in the fact that 
people, I don't know. It's not that they don't want to talk. They just think about it like, oh, that's failing. Like, I'll just do something else to fix that. And the other thing is not the answer. Right. You know, like they're like, oh, I'll change job because I don't like working at, let's say bartender, Uh change job because I don't like working at this bar and then I'll feel happier. It's like, that's not. That wasn't the root cause at all. Yeah. So like, I think here people just jump on different aspects and change it without really talking about it or thinking about it. I, I think you're right. Yeah. They swipe right. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This isn't working. Yeah. I next. expect it to meet all my needs, even though I could probably be better at it yeah. too. So yeah, next. Yeah. Yeah. That I think is a byproduct of mm-hmm. American yeah. culture. I really do. Absolutely. And I I, re- I really do think a lot of the, like the American mentality, good, let's say good or bad, is really to work hard. Yeah. People here don't mind having two, three, four jobs, which is admirable. But at the same time, a job is there to make money. Right. Money shouldn't be the leading thing in your life. Right. So it's like, obviously, America's focused on money. Right. And so, talk about homeless people. Yeah. You know, that's obviously wealth disparity, which we don't, I, I don't, I just don't want to talk about. But yeah, yeah okay. it's just, it's just, a, it's a lot, man. But I, yeah. I think in the industry, because you have the one extra variable mm-hmm. of a depressant that's readily available. Absolutely. It's so dangerous. It's it is dangerous. such a dangerous industry. Like, the amount of times that people just need to ask, like brand people, like I, I ask, it's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, yeah. How are you doing? Like, not your brand, not you. Like, how are you doing? Right. So it's just simple questions. <laughs> like, a lot of people, like we know a lot of people that went through alcoholism. Yeah. And sure. like, it's just not a joke. But in our industry, it's like, oh, you're not having a drink? Instead of saying that, it should be like, oh, do whatever you want. Like, right. have your water. Like, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, like, That's you, a very good point. Yeah. If you want to, like, if I'm out and I want to drink and I'm with someone that uh, has struggled with alcohol, it's like, I'm not going to be like, oh, you should drink. I can do whatever I want. That's right. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't have to force him to do anything. Yeah. It has like, nothing to do her. with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. It's very, yeah. very stigmatized. Mm-hmm. And I... I started working, as I told you, on a non-alcoholic product, yeah. right? Because it appeals to my sensibilities as a distiller and a crafter yes. of flavors more than anything else. Yeah. But the more that I think about it, because it keeps coming up, it's like, well, how do you use this thing? You know? Yeah. Or it's like, it does. It tastes like this and this. It's like, okay, this is actually one of the wrong ways to think about it. Yeah. What if it's not a conversation anymore? Mm-hmm. You just want anything? Cool. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, absolutely. Because why would you want that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why well, wouldn't you don't want whiskey? But that's it. That comes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's the drinking culture here. It's like, it's almost as if like, drink to get drunk. And yeah. it's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you sip on like, in Ireland, like, yes, of course, like people get drunk and we're known in the world for being drunk. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. But you sip a Guinness for like 25 minutes in right. Ireland. Whereas here you have your shot and a beer and you chug both of them and then you the go on to the next place. place. Yeah. It's snackeries, like, Jack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, we invented a thing so yeah. you could drink a daiquiri in half the time. I know, it's ridiculous. Like, But that all leads, again, to the like stigmatizing and why would you have a drink that tastes like alcohol that's not alcohol? It's like, because yeah. people, some people really like the flavors. Like, right. Like, they really do. They want to be out and about being social, but they don't want to have to drink. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it just, it's so strange. We just have a lot of growing up to do still. Yeah. And I think that, you and I are both are pretty cognizant of that. Yeah. We haven't been doing it for a while. And, you know, have our fair share of drinks as well. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm super excited about Lost Ira because I just love everybody involved. Donna's yeah. great. Yvonne's yeah, Donna great. and Tim are fantastic people. You know, and you doing the thing here in Austin. I'm very excited. But, you know, I have a question. I ask everybody this question. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've 
waited for years to ask you this question. In <laughs> it's fact, been four, right? Uh, still more than one year. So plural <laughs> <Yeah>. years. Right? <laughs> but maybe life <laughs> life's went by real fast the past four years. Yeah, so. it has. But you know, you you sipping lost Irish anywhere in the world mm-hmm. doesn't matter where, and you can have a dram with anybody, living or deceased. Mm-hmm. Who might you like to sit and have a dram with? I've actually been asked this question before, and I can't remember who asked it. It was a while ago. I think it was somebody in Shelby's family. Yeah. And uh, they took it from the show. Jack, just for yeah, the- <laughs> fair. Yeah, they listened to the show and then took it. Um, I think JFK. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, good. I just, I just want to know the story and like everything about if he would share, because he probably wouldn't. But Maybe, though. Maybe he would. Uh, like the story of his family and the story of the first Catholic Irish president. Like I, he has to have an incredible story. Wow. It just has to be somebody that's fun to like converse with and have a drink with and chat. Yeah. He just and seems like a cool person to have that oh, with. Like the most attractive president in the history. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's something to that, too. Yeah. Because that was part of his legacy. Absolutely. So. Is being a lethario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. And then, like, when I moved to Dallas, obviously, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is where it all went down for him. Yes. Um. So that was incredible to see all those different spots. Have you read so. a, bit, a bit about him? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I gathered that. It's yeah. the only. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at yeah, all, but yeah. it's the only one that I really like dive into. Yeah, like I I enjoy reading about that stuff. Like it's insane. We um, still have no idea either. No, no clue. Like no idea. Um, I'm excited, and like I will give a shout out to uh, Caleb and Robert and Neen for the green light in Dallas at the mm-hmm. opening. They're put in the the you know the back rooms at the green light here. It's oh called yes, Benny's yes. room. So yeah. the one up there is called Ruby Room. After Jack Ruby. Oh, no kidding. And yeah, I was like, that's really cool. So I'm excited to go there. I obviously text Caleb and I was like, I need to have the name JFK on an Irish whiskey cocktail yes. in there. Like, that seems perfect. So I'm excited for that. Just to a history of aficionado. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So. Well, we took years. I'm saying years only again because it's yeah. more than one <laughs> It's <year>. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for posterity's sake, it's, it's just true. Yeah. But we finally did it. Yeah. And it's no great. one's going to call you and say, yeah, Jack, you shouldn't have said that. Exactly. No one's going to give out to me. It's like, you can't be on his podcast. Yeah, it's not going to happen yeah. this time, which is great. I so. I am glad we did it finally. Finally. And I'm glad you're working with such a great team, with such a great yeah. whiskey, man. I really Just great it. people and great liquids. So. It, it is. It's yeah. great. So lovely chatting with you. We'll do it Absolutely. again soon. Thanks we for should s- do it again. 100%. Yeah, we now that we're allowed. We're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Jack. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. So there we have it, Jack Murray of Lost Irish Whiskey. You know, I was listening back. Sometimes I don't always listen like the whole interview when I'm kind of coming back to it and doing the recap, but just listening to that intro, man, we're thick at Steve's, you know. I don't know if you know that expression, but I've known Jack sometime. We've started hanging out a lot more. It's been a really pleasure getting to know him. He's just one of those kind of folks, like, you're in the room with him and you think, he really makes this room better. It's more positive now because Jack's here. Such an uplifting attitude. And the whiskey is great, too. Everything Jack's done with Irish whiskey in Austin and in Texas in general has been really, really great and impactful for the category. So I think this new project, Lost Irish, is going to be really successful. I dig it. Wish there's higher proof, but who doesn't? So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how excited you are because you're getting a new electric guitar today or... If you're going to record a new track that's kind of a lullaby and a dedication to someone that you really care about for the holidays, please keep dancing.